Ladies and gentlemen, hell has officially frozen over. Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right, Ben Roethlisberger, who up until this season had more career wins in Cleveland than any Cleveland quarterback in like the last 30 years. That's a fact. Steelers fall in epic fashion to the Browns. They go down by the largest margin a team has ever gone down by in the first quarter in playoff history. Ben Roethlisberger throws five, four interceptions, 500 yards, but four interceptions. How Roethlisberger-y is that game? Uh, three of those interceptions came in the first quarter. It was just, it was one of those things where you're just sitting there just like with your jaw open, like what the fuck is going on? I bet on the Steelers. I've just thought in a million years, there's no fucking way. Before this game, Baker Mayfield had never even passed for over 200 yards against the Steelers. Ever. He did in this game, and they fucking won. Let's hear it, gentlemen. It's a new age. The Bucks, the Bills, and the Browns are all playoff winners. Like, what world are we living in? In a COVID it's, world, I mean, honestly, if there was anything, uh, if there was anything to go on, it would be three franchises that are perennial losers uh, make make history. Um, that's it's super unfortunate. I mean, you can keep rolling out the stats. The Browns were 0-17 and one in their last eighteen at Heinz Field. Uh, you met you ripped off the statistics about Ben owning them. Uh, you ripped off the statistics about the about Cleveland. Um, you know, not making the playoffs. I mean, it uh, it was Murphy's Law in in Heinz Field on Sunday. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many hours we are after it. I'm still not fucking over it. I don't think I'm ever going to be over it, right? Um, that, that's probably the worst game I've seen, uh, you know, Marquise Pouncey play. Like, it'd be terrible to see him go out like that. Um, three bad snaps, obviously, one starting, uh, starting the game. Uh, with, I think the worst part of it all was I was going to not drink uh, this entire month and uh, took one fucking play for the f- wild card game. Oh, one play. Oh, I, one... I, I stayed up till three and don't remember going to sleep. So. Yeah, it's, it's painful to watch. Uh, but, you know, you get beat in every aspect of the game. Coaching, uh, offensive line, defense, it just got out coached, out schemed, outplayed. They weren't ready. It's heartbreaker. But oh, I mean, they, they lost on all four phases, offense, to. defense, special teams and coaching. Um, you know, for me, the worst part of it is the Browns are so much little brother. I mean, we hear that a lot in rivalries. There's, there's always a big brother and a little brother. I mean, the, the Browns are going to ride this for uh, a decade, you know, uh, for the foreseeable future. I mean, this this loss isn't going away um, anytime soon. Nope, it sure isn't. I, th- I think it's important because uh, you talk about you know, the little brother, big brother dynamic. And I think a lot of that is the fact that um when push comes to shove the little brother finds a way to lose and now that they've kind of broken through that in such a meaningful game um i'm kind of i'm curious to see how the things balance because i think the two franchises are heading the opposite directions uh, i think pittsburgh has a period of time where they need to figure out what their identity is uh, if they want to have tiktok superstars be kind of the identity and face of their franchise or if they want to get back to north south football running the football playing hard defense drafting 36 linebackers and and try to you know regain that because I think I think Cleveland's trending the right way and and their roster the core of their roster is built to be good for a little while. Yeah, see, in the, in, in my opinion, um, this game was one of these games where you ever watch the game and you're like, man, if 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 this guy just caught this one pass 
or if 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 that fumble like it didn't fall out of his hands or the pick that hits right off off the guy's uh, shoulder pads and falls on the ground if one or two of those things don't happen then oh man we would have won in this case every single thing that could have happened happened for the browns i've never seen such a perfect game just everything that could happen like they they were scooping you know passes that were like an inch from the ground um there were so many just narrow things that could have went wrong for them and then they didn't it was the perfect so you're, you're you're saying baker mayfield sold his soul to the devil possibly and that's 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 how that's that's the way the browns broke the streak was uh, by baker sacrificing his soul to the devil i Got think it. It, i think it was Got destiny um in a weird way uh, there's been a lot of just big brothers just getting their asses kicked this year look at the patriots um geez i mean even you could say eh, i'm not ready to say that yet but there's just some big brothers that are fault the fault so many dynasties. Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he's clearly on the end of his career. Tom Brady, like, what happens when all these guys are gone, done? Philip Rivers it, is, is certainly was it the, done. Was it the Seahawks that you weren't ready to say yet? Yeah, I'm. I'm just not ready to say it yet. <laughs> Even though, yeah, I, I went too hard on them in the last pod. That uh, just not ready to say it yet. But yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I it's it's it was a bizarre game to me. Um, and it just. That first quarter, like Big Ben, what are you fucking doing, dude? And it got we got into this in our group chat, and I'll say it again: Big Ben is done. His his day his day he's still a starting quarterback in this league, but his day of leading teams to victories it's over. I think I I truly believe that at the beginning of the year they had that dominant defense without the injuries, and it was truly that good. Statistically, it really was that good of a defense. And you can say whatever you want about their schedule or whatever. I think the end story is that that defense was covering up for Big Ben. I truly believe that. Some some glaring holes all around. Um, offensive line has just been a struggle. Um, some I, I can go into the coaching shit over and over, but you know we we've heard it nonstop. Um, but they, they have to get some some youth, some some youth rejuvenation into the offensive line. Um, hopefully, not in the first round. Brandon, but uh, but there's going to be some players there, but you know you just got to get some people who want to who want to maul. And there's you know there's going to be some guys, probably some free agents the Steelers cannot afford. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's going to be a rebuild. It's going to be uh, well, they're going to be putting uh, Tomlin's coaching skills to the test here. And if, uh, if him punting on fourth and one when you have all the momentum in the world is any indication, it's going to be a rough couple of years in Pittsburgh. If I'm if I'm the Steelers, there's a handful of glaring holes I think they need to fix, um, and none of them are things you want to take in the back half of the first round, in my opinion. I think the value on running backs, you can get a solid running back in the second or third round nowadays. Interior linemen, you can get them in the second or third round. Move back from that first round, either later in the first round, if somebody wants to move back in uh, and go after a guy, you know, tight end, a wide receiver, safety, whoever it may be. Um, they need to if they don't take in the first four rounds a combination of a running back guard and tackle they're going to do the same thing next year yeah yep Pittsburgh yep so that's uh that was my the biggest shocker game of the week I mean I I don't think there's really any yeah (laughs) it was just it was wild Uh, 28 points in the first quarter um, I, I, in the end, I think that the, my story on the Steelers is that they drastically overachieved. Um, I do think that defense will be back and they're going to be mighty next year, but, um, yeah, I mean, they need to develop a running game or, or big Ben is no longer the guy. He's no longer going to drag them to the playoffs. Like he did so many years. Um, 
So yeah, I, I just, we'll, we'll get we'll get into it later in the, in the off season. But he's scheduled to make forty one million next year. The least, even if they cut him and or he retires, there's twenty three million, twenty two and a half million locked up. Right. So at most they can save nineteen million. Um, I mean Ben's Ben Ben lost him the season this year, and because of his cap, might cost him next year too. Well, well, see, there, there's actually some other things that can be done, and it, there's uh, they, they've been talking about stretching some of the guaranteed money over like a four-year span, so you're not getting hit as drastically hard each season. You know, pay him after a few years after he retires, uh, but that that'll help reduce the cap for a couple years. Yeah, that forty-one million dollar hit, man. That that thing is, whew, it's massive. So Juju's gone. Um, you bring back Deontay Johnson, as, as, assumably as your as your number one guy next year. Um, how do you how, are you confident with that? I mean, Chase Claypool obviously he had a, he had a really good rookie season, but he kind of tailed off towards the end there. He got four of his touchdowns in one game. Um, you guys like are are you confident in that? How, how are you feel about your chances next year with that offense? Nobody drafts wide receivers as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, you're you're going to go into next year with Claypool. Uh, Deontay Johnson and James Washington, who has who has showed that you know James Washington has a good game, one of every four games. You know, um, I almost guarantee you they draft a receiver somewhere between the third and the sixth round, and he will be somewhat productive. So, um, it, you know, it, it, there won't be a bona fide stud, I don't think, but the combination of Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Washington, and whoever they draft, I think, will be completely fine as far as talent on the uh, on the outside. Yeah, if they go get a running game. Yeah, you have to get a running game to open it up. It's not. It's not like uh, Juju is a world class replacement. Um, uh, James Washington, he can do anything uh, and everything that um, uh, Juju does. Probably does. Ooh, there's as well. a take. There's well, it's, a it's, take. Well, it's true. He's a good route runner. He's got good hands, uh, and he's not. TikTok followers, though. Yeah, way less TikTok followers. But uh, that's kind of what that's kind of what Pittsburgh needs right now. Kind of focus back to it, man. You know, uh, dude, James Washington is the Pittsburgh guy. He hunts all the time. He's a farmer from a like a blue clat, like a blue collar family from like uh, somewhere in the Great Plains. Um, yeah, James Washington is your. It's funny, kind of like your stereotypical like uh, Yinzer. Yeah. Yep. So the the Steelers get absolutely just walloped. In the, in the end, it wasn't even that. Big of a scoring difference. Um, they clawed back into that game, weirdly enough. Big Ben threw for fucking 500 yards. Like, what the hell? Four touchdowns, four interceptions. Like, that's a Big Ben uh, game on steroids. It's insane. Yeah, but I think a lot of that was, I mean, Cleveland, you could tell that they they knew that they didn't have their secondary. Uh, Denzel Ward, you know, obviously out of the game. And I think they thought, hey, we're up 28 in the first quarter. We can We can score enough. Uh, and, and run enough clock to milk this. They played soft zone the entire. They're giving slants away. Uh, so I think that 500 yards definitely plays in the fact that they, they Big Ben threw 69 times um, or 68 times. It's should have threw one more pass. <laughs> so you know, but I, it's it's that's that's Dak uh, that's Dak Prescott esque from this season. Just you know, everyone you know lauds him for the numbers that he was putting up. But we got to remember it's, it's soft zone that a lot of those yards and touchdowns came came across when they were getting blown out by halftime. Um, you know, it looks good in the stat sheet, but it's all about the wins and losses. I mean, Matt Ryan, when you <laughs> when your when your defense is giving up those kind of points, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's really all you can do. Uh, well, and but in that case, Big Ben gave up a lot of those points with those turnovers. I mean, how many points did they get off turnovers? It was ridiculous. But another really really bizarre game last week. 
Um, Seahawks Rams, uh, this game just was so crazy. Uh, they clearly were practicing all week. Um, with I don't know why he's eluding my name. That's how unimportant he is. Hol- Holford or what the fuck is his name? Wofford. 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 Yeah. Who, by Wofford. the way, is the greatest quarterback in Wake Forest history. Take that or for whatever it's worth. Um, but he is he's a great athlete. Honestly, he's an, he's one of the exciting players. I could tell McVay was excited. Dude goes down in like three plays, and now all of a sudden they got one handed Goff in who. Did enough. I, th- I heard someone in our group chat say that golf played well. I was looking at stats. I'm like, no, no, he did not. But he did just enough. Like, what the fuck? This game was also very, very bizarre. See, I didn't, I didn't think it was that bizarre. Uh, you know, we had Rams and under. Uh, it's great defensive performance. We knew uh, for the most part, Ramsey shut down DK. DK only made a couple plays when Ramsey wasn't on him. Uh, Cam Akers got to touch the rock and made some pretty good plays. Uh, I'm you know, I know we're going to touch on it, but that Aaron Donald injury, that, that that could have a huge impact next week. But, you know, obviously he's uh, saying that he's okay. Uh, but stout defense, that that defense is impressive. And truthfully, this Rams, if I, I think that you know, obviously outside of the Saints, this Rams team is one that's really built for, uh, you know, handling Green Bay. Yeah, when you, and, got the, uh, when you got the defense that the Rams have and you have Cam Akers, you know, putting up 130 yards, uh, you know, you <laughs> – Kind of, kind of right out of the Titans playbook from last year, you know, uh, run the ball and play good defense, be opportunistic, um, you know, and, and with McVay kind of at the helm, you think they can score enough points if they can have that uh, running game and defense. So, you know, they, they've certainly built a, a formula that can have success, um, not just against the Seahawks, but I think potentially against the Packers this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked the Rams last week um, heading into the game, and I just think that Seattle – I mean, we've been talking about Seattle's offensive line problems for, I feel like, four years, mm-hmm. and they haven't really done anything to address it. Um, so at what point – I mean, is this finally – Russ is out there running for his life, trying to extend every play he can, uh, you know, baseball sliding all over the field because he's running for his life. And, and at what point do they just stop and say, okay – we need to address this. I mean, they have a, a number one receiver. They have a number two receiver. They have some semblance of a running back by committee. Um, I definitely need some some you know help on the defensive side of the ball, but I, I definitely think that the offensive line needs a lot of attention. Yeah, the call for the let Russ cook came at a really weird time. This is the worst season to let Russ cook. Every other season, they were right. This is the one season where, no, don't let Russ cook. We need to fucking get this running game going, and we need to play better ball control than just having this guy just sling it desperately behind this terrible line. Um, It's just kind of ironic the way that things materialize. They actually took a billboard out in Seattle about this whole thing. And, dude, Seattle is just tearing Pete Carroll apart. As if this, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the Steelers. This was always a deeply flawed team. This was always a deeply flawed team. And I, I think that they, we just saw the, the kind of the fruition of that. Well, if, if you guys think back to uh, some of our preseason predictions and even um, up until when, you know, Russ was playing good, he was doomed from the start when you think about it because Newman projected him as the MVP and he was riding it hard. So, honestly, <laughs> Se- Seattle can just blame Newman for, for all Got that the Newman shit. curse. That's the, that's the billboard I want to see. <laughs> Fuck you, Newman. Don't pick me, Newman. <laughs> uh, so, what do you? So if, if the Rams, let's say they have the availability, um, Wolford clears concussion protocol or whatever's wrong with him, his neck, who do you start? You got to go to Wolf. You got to go to him. Um, I agree. You know, I think I've said it many times, uh, you know, golf won't win you games, he'll lose you games. 
Um, and if, if Walford won't lose you games, he's an upgrade on Goff. I think it's as simple as that. If, if he can hand the ball off and protect the ball, uh, that's, that's good enough with this team. Um, for me, it brings another threat into the equation. Yeah. So you have you, you got to play. You, you want that quarterback in that offense to play point guard. Get the ball out to your playmakers, cam makers. If he's gonna run for 130 yards, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. But now that you bring uh, Wolford's mobility into it, you got to leave an extra either lineman or linebacker in the box, and that makes the reads on the outside easier. Holy shit! He, Derek just made a basketball reference. Oh my god! Hell, hell oh. did hell did just freeze over. Did I? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Guys, Jared Goff is a terrible quarterback with two hands. He's even worse with one hand. He threw for nine for nineteen last week against the worst secondary in the league. I mean, we're we're talking if if Wolfer can go, he's got to go. He's got to go. I I really really love the Rams' chances this week with Wolford. I hate him with Goff. Just if if it's even a slight shootout, they're so fucked. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I worry about them. Um, and I love that team so much, except for their fucking quarterback, which obviously is the most important position. Well, I, I think the real, I mean, obviously the marquee matchup and the real question is going to be between, uh, Devante and Jalen. Do, do you just man Jalen up with him all day, no matter where he's at? hundred percent right? shadow yeah, him. Like- it's, 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 it's time. Uh, you know, you saw the couple plays DK wasn't land up against the uh, Jalen. That's when he had made any type of plays. I know, especially since crunch time, I don't, I don't care if he's in the backfield. Jalen Ramsey needs to be on him, and and he will shut that down and really, uh, you know, limit what that what that offense can do. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out, probably the best year of his career. But you take a weapon like that away, it's uh, you know, it really I mean, levels, it's a it's, it's a one man it's a one man show there. And I mean, that wide receiving core is so unreliable outside of Adams. Um, if you take him off the map, I mean, kind of kind of pull a Bill Belichick and, you know, take the number one weapon away and let somebody else beat you. I, you know, tease Marcus and I show for this weekend. I love Rams at plus six and a half um, this weekend. Yeah. So the, um, uh, 100% you take Ramsey and you just put jam him on Adams. You, you have him beat him up a little bit. Adams is kind of a nice guy. He's not going to do well when Ramsey's just popping him in the face every play and do Ramsey does it with a smile on his face. That guy, I love, I love everything about him. Something not right about that guy in the head, and I fucking love it too. Uh, FSU is in a really dark time in their in their history, uh, the darkest time ever since since they rose to power in the late '80s. Um, to see Cam Akers and Jalen Ramsey just pulling the sleds in LA, I got to tell you, it makes me feel a little bit better about everything because they truly are. Cam Akers fucking pulled them through that game. I mean, without Cam Akers, they are awful. Not to mention if Derwin can ever play a full season, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, and you got Dalvin. I mean, there, there's some FSU studs out there. Oh, there always well, will yeah. be. Yeah, and, you know, just to uh, blow Jalen a little bit more, um, he I think he had, he's had one matchup against Devontae and shut him completely down. Obviously, this was a long time ago, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw um, um, Jalen's stats this year in his three matchups against DK and two matchups against uh, uh, Hopkins. They average five targets a game, 1.8 catches for 18 yards per game. Talk he, about light. He, he crushes. We've talked about it before, like with his strength and, and, and good enough foot speed and his length, like he crushes big physical receivers. I do think Devontae is like the one thing that sometimes can give him problems, like kind of those, those shifty underneath route runner guys. They're going to run him through all kinds of traffic and see if he can you know clear through it. Um, but I, I still I love that matchup. And, and if you can take away Devontae Adams, I don't think the Packers do anything. 
Yeah, you don't see a lot of those trades go down as well as that Rams trade did for Jalen Ramsey. Like you could argue it it kind of it didn't hurt them when they made it. I mean, they were doomed last year no matter what. But um to me that trade is really starting to ring like Deion Sanders, you know, to to the 49ers to I, 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 the trade has turned out so well that defense would not be what it is right now. He can take away any wide receiver one. And yeah, this game, this matchup this weekend, it's, it's the one that I'm most excited for. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Packers Rams. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in a lot of the games, but this is definitely the one I'm, you know, obviously the Rams, uh, you and I have agreed on them pretty much all season as like the dark horse underdog to have the best opportunity of running it and upsetting I- the big names. I love Saturday's slate. I hate Sunday's slate. We'll get into it. I mean, I actually I'm more excited for Ravens Bills Saturday night, but I think I have Rams Packers as the second best. Yeah, so let's talk about the Ravens um, because you know we we just to me those were the two most surprising games: Seahawks Seahawks Rams and Steelers Browns. Um, this this Ravens game was also bizarre, uh, just in, in the way that it unfolded. Um, Lamar finally gets the monkey off his back. He gets that win. Uh, you know what? I, I kind of like that for him. I know you guys are Steelers fans and you probably fucking hate everything about him, but dude, Lamar Jackson, is there, it, he just been sensational in the regular season and to see him just get dogged like that. He's such a nice guy dude. I, dude, I got a soft spot, spot for Lamar. That guy has no ill intentions to him. I, I can't understand why you guys hate him so much just because of that reason. But what do you guys well, think about this game? Because talk about putting some on your back, dude. Lamar Jackson won this game for the Ravens. Now, now first off, let's just be clear. I don't hate him. I, I hope the Ravens sign him to a 10-year deal. I just like to make the facts known because everyone likes to mention how awesome of a runner he is, which he is. Yep. But if you recall his first interception of the game, uh, he just can't throw the ball downfield uh, consistently. And, you know, he just can't make those clutch throws. Now, obviously – uh, he's a talented quarterback. He will make some of them because uh, even a blind scroll catches a nut. But more often than not, he's not going to win the game with his arm. Um, so, but I, you know, I, I am happy. Yeah, good way to get the monkey off your back. Um, I was definitely surprised, and honestly, right now, uh, Baltimore's—they're kind of scary. Their defense was has, is playing lights out, uh, which is really what's carrying them. Um, and this this is actually a game that really um, kind of leaning towards them. The spread's so close, two and a half, I believe, um, in Buffalo. Uh, obviously, this could be Lamar's first snow game, which could really benefit Baltimore. Uh, don't have to really worry about the, the past. Run the run the ball, play good defense, uh, make Buffalo make some mistakes. So this is a this is this is my game too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go I ahead, think, Derek. I, I think Tennessee lost this game as much as Baltimore won it, though. I mean, they had they had play, they had Ferkser for free all the first quarter. Um, he was carving them up, and they just went away from it. And and they never really established the run. Uh, I thought Derrick Henry looked flat. I, he had no no burst, no pop to him. Like he was just a guy out there. And then you know it goes back to the conversation we had last week, chasing that that two thousand yards. Was that the right move? I, I, I mean, definitely it, think it. I, I definitely think it is. They, they just won up front. Uh, it's not like he had anywhere to go they were they were they penetrated the line every single play and no yeah, matter what it, it's hard to see a guy who averages five yards a carry for his career average two yards a carry in a game and not be like okay was this a factor? yeah but but Derek I'm I'm with I'm with uh Marcus here I mean Wolf Derek Wolf had a fantastic game Marcus Udon was in the backfield the entire time Queen and McPhee dominated I mean they 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 filled those gaps in the middle so well this game for me wasn't about Lamar 
It wasn't about Henry. It wasn't about Tannehill. It really is, as you know, Marcus Marcus alluded to, it was all about how well that defense is playing. And that's why I think there's such a great matchup for the Bills because the Bills are so hot right now. And and they, they rely so much on their offense that I I, th- I think uh I think I think the Ravens are probably the second second toughest team in the AFC and probably have been for a while. What are they on a six, seven game win streak? Well, dude, also just from a coaching perspective, um, on Tennessee, you have a guy who says he would cut his dick off to win a Super Bowl that won't go for it on the forty yard line of the opposite field on fourth and, fourth two. and two. Get the so fuck out of here, dude! I'm officially giving Mike Vrabel the chicken shit of 2020 award or 2021, how whatever year. You know what? He's already won it for the year. That's the biggest chicken shit play I've seen all year long. Big his runner up, baby. Dude, fucking for for guy that for guy that says cut his dick off to not be aggressive in that play, like, no, you're not serious about it. And I I I don't, you know, who knows what happened with Derrick Henry. Uh yeah, you could say the Ravens defense looked really good against him. Maybe they looked really good against him because he was just a little bit off from the previous week when they ran him like a fucking bull for no reason to get an arbitrary record. I'm I'm sorry, like maybe that wasn't the reason, but he certainly didn't look like the Derrick Henry that we've seen all year. So if, if you had to attribute it to something, I mean, I guess you could probably put that up up to it. So an interesting stat that I saw. Um, so there's been eight players run for 2,000 yards in the NFL in a season. Of those eight players, seven either missed the playoffs or lost in the first round of the playoffs. Not surprising so at all. For that, I mean, you, 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 there's only so much right around the tire, and you run these guys and run these guys and run these guys, and then you know you play in an elite stout defense, better teams in the playoffs, and it just wasn't there. And I, I think they, there was a game plan to win, um, not having their, their number two receiver hurt him. Uh, A.J. Brown had to carry the load by himself. But it, I think Baltimore could be scary because you have to contain Lamar, and if you don't contain him for one play, he can, he can score. Tennessee is so one-dimensional. They're never going to be a good playoff team. That I'm telling you, that that playoff uh, win against the Baltimore last year, that was a total fluke. I mean, everything from the Tebow, Tebow throw to everything else, their defense was better last year. They need to focus on the defense in the offseason because they cannot win this way. That Their defense is terrible. And that's what worries me, by the way, about Baltimore going into next week is that is a really bad defense, Tennessee. You look at them statistically, they're like bottom 10 in the league. Um they, the Baltimore's offense did not look great. Lamar rushed for over 100 yards. He barely passed for 170. So I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty worried. It's, it's weird to see a team win and be as worried as I am about Baltimore because if Lamar Jackson isn't spectacular next week, they're not going to win. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weather and defense. Someone's going to have to turn the ball over, and make a big mistake. Um, you know, it's just gonna, they're gonna have to just do uh, kind of mimic what the Colts did and did very successfully against Buffalo and just run. And uh, well, actually, say, luckily they're playing another very bad defense. Yeah, well, well, you know, uh, you know, credit to Baltimore, they actually had some very uh, creative uh, run designs that kind of kept uh, kept Tennessee off balance. Uh, did not realize their fullback weighed three ten. What a what a massive man. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a pretty fun game, um, man. It's, it's almost play. It's almost divisional round already. Where did the, where's the time go? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Ricard, yeah, Ricard six three 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 eleven. That's literally just another guard on the field. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, did you have you guys see, heard of this thing called the surrender index? It's basically like situational, like 
like zero is like going for it on like is like a smart go for it on on fourth and like inches and then like it's, it's basically just a scale of how well um you're you're making decisions in the game that punt rated on the 99.92 percentile so that was like almost to surrender the game as much as possible that's like not kicking a field goal at the two yard line pretty much um <laughs> is what, what like only 0.08 other scenarios were more cowardice than that play um which again so it, that play was really really bad but just to give reference to Marcus Marcus uh Tomlin's punt was 99.4. So uh, the, oh, the so he break, doesn't get the, the the pussy of the year. Yeah, he doesn't by 0.5 pretty much is is like so both were just epically bad decisions. If anyone just want to look it up, it's it's really awesome. It's called the surrender index. Um it's awesome information. Cool. Um Obviously, uh, Buffalo Indy, um, a lot of surprises with this game. Um, number one being that Indy played probably their best game of the year. Strangely enough, no turnovers. They had like 400 plus yards of offense. Like on paper, if you looked at these two and didn't show me a score, I'd be like, oh, fucking A. Indy, Indy definitely won that game, probably handedly. You're just looking at scores. Not the case. Obviously, Buffalo wins. Um, it, was a, it was a last second game. Um, what did, what were you guys' thoughts on this game? I mean, dude, Indy, if anything, I'm more confident about Indy going into next year after that game with the new quarterback. So, so exciting. So exciting. Uh, Indy kind of, they stuck to the, what got them there, run the ball, play good defense. Uh, not don't make Phillip rivers have to win the game. Uh, you know, he, he still made some good plays. Um, you know, obviously the ball is not as pretty as it once was, which is really a stretch cause he never really threw a pretty ball. Um, but not turning the ball over. And I know, I know Frank Reich said he wants him back, and you really can't blame him because uh, they have the pieces. That, now, it's all about money, but who else are you going to have in there? You know, have a good vet. Uh, let the defense and run game carry you. Yeah, so obviously being local here to Indy, um, all the talk was around Frank Reich. It was not around Phillip Rivers. Marcus, you're not far off. Um, obviously, I mean, there's there's some of the other bigger names that people want. Um, you know, Jameis, Stafford, uh, you know, a few of them kind of they're obviously the priority. But, um, yeah, I think Philip Rivers, again, probably had one of his better games. Uh, but for me, that game was all about, uh, I mean, Darius Leonard show why why he should be, you know, an all pro. He was an absolute monster. Drew, your boy ended up coming with a huge missed field goal. Uh, Rodrigo's miss was a monster. Um but yeah, I mean, if anything, it showed me that that the Bills are are beatable, um, which is why I like the Ravens going into this next game. Well, just like the Titans running Derrick Henry into the ground a week prior, you know, my boy Rodrigo, he was slaying some puss the entire week leading up to that game. And you know, you 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 want to let Rodrigo slay puss, but you don't want him to get past his threshold. He just looked exhausted. His legs were all weak. You could tell he's just been plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. I'm telling you, that's you got you got to rest your uh, kickers on week 17, especially if they're just fuck gods. You know what I'm saying? They lost lost too much blood flow uh, exactly. during that week, huh? He was just completely white. He had no blood left over. All right, Derek. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I, I think that I agree. I think that Indy's heading in the right direction on, on the macro. 
Um, and it's more of just Josh Allen doing what you know what we've talked about. Uh, he, he's starting to shake that that fourth quarter bad decision streak. He's getting a little bit of a clutch gene to him. Um, I think it's going to be a good game next week. And I just very similar teams, honestly, as far as how much they rely on their quarterback um, to kind of pull the offense. See, here's what well, worries me about the Bills, though. The Bills' defense is really bad. Um, and I think this game really demonstrated it. Uh, you're, you're right. Phillip Rivers looks like you should bring him back next year based on that one game. If you, if you blocked out the rest of his performances the, the rest of the year and, and saw that that guy was just been tearing that good team down, then yeah, if, if I base it on that one game, Phillip Rivers looked great because he was playing a really average defense. I mean, we're talking Titans level bad. So um, I, it's a huge worry for me against I, – I can't – there's no game more unpredictable to me than that Ravens Bills game next week. Well, you know, and and just uh, you know, Derek was talking about uh, Josh Allen getting that clutch gene. Man, he had he had at least five or six just like elite elite plays, throws, dimes that really helped them. Um, but he was he was fantastic all game, man. So some of the throws were just uh, so impressive. He's a stud, um, but. You know, and actually, what I'm sitting here looking at Philip Rivers' numbers for the season: 4,200 yards, 24 tutties, 11 picks, 97 rating. That's, that's solid enough, man, for someone with 13 kids. Did you ever watch any of his games, though? Yeah, some of some of his ugly, and he cost them a couple games early. Um, but that's 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 a pretty pretty solid season. Yeah, for a run first. I team. mean, statistically, but uh, Kirk Cousins always has statistically solid seasons. But if you actually look at the game script. He was poorly in, in clutch situations. Um, when when a defense exposes him, they expose him like crazy. Um, he's not a playoff quarterback. And what are you trying to do? You're trying to win Super Bowls, man. You need somebody that gives you a spark, not a guy that just gets you to the playoffs. And Phillip Rivers has done that this whole year. I do say that. I think the Colts are, are, are what the Steelers should aspire to be. It's build something that the quarterback can just kind of ride the ship and then make a couple clutch plays. Like what they did, what they did in Tampa with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not, you know, throwing the lights out. He's making the clutch plays. He's right. making the important high leverage plays. And then the rest of the time, he's just kind of coasting on the fact that they that's just a loaded offense. Right. Guys, uh, I know it's not next on our list, but I want to skip to it just because I really want to talk about it. The Nickelodeon game. Um, and, dude, it was the best game to put on Nickelodeon because this game fucking sucked. It was boring. It wasn't fun to watch, like, even slightly. Just poor awful offense um but man how fun did you guys watch the nickelodeon broadcast like dude i watched i, I watched all the clips that were available um my streaming package i didn't actually get nickelodeon so i watched everything that was available but it, i mean it looked like a lot of fun um i don't mind having some more like fun lighthearted. they don't have to be all the way down to, to the nickelodeon level but even if it was just you know, something that was less stale and formulaic and, and old school. Like I don't need, you know, Al Michaels in the fucking booth, just boring everybody to death. Dude, so I, 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 I think, think it Nickelodeon was these... over Chris Collinsworth any, exactly. any day. So he, here was my thing with it. And uh, this is going to sound so stick my nose up and, and probably crutchety. I just didn't like how they had to like, explain like this is what targeting is and this is why this is how many points you get from a field goal and this is why you don't go for it like i felt like i was watching football for dummies 
Well, you uh, were. You literally were. You miss, so, I, how far could Dubich have missed the, the mark on that? Yeah, you were. That's the whole that's point. That wasn't enjoyable to, to me. That's, that's why it wasn't enjoyable. Like I watched it for like the first quarter and a half, and I'm like, okay, this this uh, it wasn't for me. I felt like, like a it. child watching the game. It wasn't <laughs> targeted need, towards because, you. Do you need the, the, the color commentary and the play-by-play to inform you on what's going on? No, yeah. use your adult brain and yeah. enjoy the visuals. Honestly, it was no. it was just fun. It, it it tried to bring it to a different audience. Um, we you know, uh, do you think another channel could do this? I definitely do. Like throw throw some on like Comedy Central. Like you're just spreading out the audience to different things. Um, if if you're Comedy Central and like you wanted to partner, I I think with Nickelodeon, like you literally just give up all your ad revenue to CBS and and use it to plug your other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, to me, it makes uh, a lot of sense. on there just cooking the whole time. While Dude, the if they're trying to expand the audience, I like it a lot. I don't know what other uh, channels could pull it off. Uh, there's been a lot of jokes about, you know, the Bucks saints game being on the History Channel. <laughs> Um, yeah. which would be hilarious, but dude, why not expand the audience? And yeah, dude, of course they, they it was football for dummies. It quite literally was, they were explaining it to children. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought it was brilliant. Um, they, they obviously picked the perfect game. They knew what they were doing on um, which game to stream that one on. Um, but honestly, I loved every minute of the game. I, I had the lock. I locked in lock of the week under baby and it didn't even get close. Gosh. I love the, uh, the block explanation of the only route Mike Thomas runs. Yeah. <laughs> The fucking slant boy explanation, dude. That was hilarious, dude. The Nickelodeon shit was so funny. And whenever it got close to the end zone, you were just so pumped. Like, oh, I want to see him get slimed. And, of course, <laughs> the Bears, just no slime, like, whatsoever. The Bears had so many opportunities, so many turnovers. I mean, that Taysom Hill turnover and then just so many opportunities. They set them up. It just shows me that Mitch Trubitsky, man, he is not that guy. And uh, breaking news today – the Bears have officially decided to keep Gase, which I'm I'm a little bit Nagy, against the Gase. Same thing. Dude, what? Oh, it's sorry. a Nagy, but Nagy. the same thing. Yeah. Another coach with four-letter name. That's Na- terrible. Nagy, the same thing. Nagy, but they the really their big mistake is that they're keeping Pace, who is one of the worst GMs in the entire NFL. Um, so I don't really hate the Nagy keep, but what do you guys think about that keeping pace? Uh he's he's he hasn't really done a good job there. Uh but, but, you know, before touching on him, truthfully, I'd love to see Mitch come over to Pittsburgh, uh, back up Ben, and, you know, hopefully try and get some rejuvenation. It's better than what we've got. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see him come over to Pittsburgh. But uh, uh, <laughs> Chicago is looking at a complete – not a complete revamp because they do have some tools on defense, but they they got to figure it out. They've been they've been terrible. That's no, I, I, like, I like Derek's idea for Pittsburgh. I mean, you need a guy that's going to have low turnovers and be a game manager. That is not Maserati Mitch. Maserati Mitch is out there just gunslinging. Um, so yeah, I, I want to keep I want to keep Mitch far away from Pittsburgh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't understand retaining the GM. I mean, we've been critical of the like you know you have Tariq Cohen and then you bury him underneath Cordarrelle uh, Patterson and then you don't do anything with Patterson. Uh, I feel bad for Allen Robinson just dying in that offense, like just to just to be the only bona fide asset just dying in that offense he can't get out of there fast enough dude he he is gonna go thrive next year on some on any whatever team he goes to he's gonna thrive he's, yeah, gonna, he's gonna have player. 120 catches and 1500 yards somewhere. He's, a, he's such a great player um he's, he's going to green bay such as look look at all the first round picks they've whiffed on it's really insane um i mean the guy has really never had an exceptional draft um khalil mack was really his only debatably good 
decision that guy's made. Um, he's kind of an embarrassment, and uh, I, I, I don't know. That's just kind of these bad teams fulfilling the status quo of continuing to be bad. You know, it's funny. I think because they drafted Leonard Floyd as well, who's he's thriving over at the Rams right now. He play he plays dick off, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And, and honestly, I, you still got to think that he gave up too much for Khalil Mack. Obviously, Khalil's been fantastic, but they they've just got so much that they got to uh, figure out. And obviously, they wiped it out by trading up for Mitch. Uh, and I and you know, I think what sucks for him is no matter how he plays. It's, he's just always going to be remembered for you guys traded up to skip Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for this guy. Yep. So it doesn't matter what he does. That's all. That's the taste that gets left in everyone's mouth, regardless of how he plays. Yeah, he he needs to get out of there, in my opinion, because you're right. Everyone holds that against him. I mean, geez, when yeah. you have Deshaun Watson and, and Mahomes doing what they're doing, of course they're going to hold it against him. He will never be the, that player, but maybe he could be like a Tannehill. We've talked about it before. So mm-hmm. some guys just get the fuck out of there, you know, just – I would not double down. And, dude, Chicago's a rough sports town. It's really rough. So, um, yeah, avoid that at all costs. But uh, uh, Bucks-Washington, man. Uh, surprisingly good game for Washington. Taylor Haneke, I mean, he, dude, he's a guy that can play in this league. I, I'm certain of that after this game. This guy was literally about to take a job somewhere just like a couple months ago and, and joins mm-hmm. up. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about Haneke, but – uh, he used to play for the Vikings. The Vikings were actually really confident about him going into training camp, and he went out and got drunk with his buddies. I love this story so much. And he w- he got back to his house, and he f- he lost his keys. He didn't have his keys on him. So they're like, fuck, we're drunk. I need to get back in the house. So he kicks in his glass, his sliding glass door with his leg and just shreds up his leg, just out for the season, just shreds up like muscle, tissue, sh- shredded and stuff like one of the dumbest slash funniest injuries like ever um the vikings were really confident about him he's gone and has traveled around from different teams but dude what an interesting player yeah he was fun to watch right just came in he's like all right time to sling it we're just gonna try and make some plays sacrifice and put on the line that's what we like to see uh threw some really good passes uh kept plays alive obviously kept him in uh, but obviously, the, the big story is Washington's defense or uh, the lack of with one specific player. Uh, did you guys watch it with any Tampa Bay Bucks fans? Yeah, no. No, I, don't, I don't know very a whole, many. A whole room of them. How nervous were they? Fans. Like, what was the vibe of that? What was the vibe of the room? So nervous. Like? I mean, how could you not be? Yeah, I mean, I I would have enjoyed to watch a game with that because I mean that would have been one of the biggest upsets probably in recent memory if that would have got pulled off. Um, yeah, it was it was a heck of a game, um, you know. Despite uh, Chase Young not showing up after talking, um, it was it was still a heck of a performance. I mean, we've we've had a solid fifteen years of the number one rule, like just don't talk shit about Tom Brady heading into a game. I just don't understand why people like it, it's been a thing for a long time now. Why why are we doing that? Why are we giving him? He's a he's a psychopath. Like, don't give him any fuel. Yep. Is there any chance they beat New Orleans this weekend? Oh yeah, it's definitely a chance. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you get a divisional game, uh, there's there's always a chance for something weird to happen. I mean, aren't you? Didn't you just experience that? Speaking yeah, of- we, yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> you're, you're right. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I did see a stat though. I mean, obviously, it didn't, uh, when uh, when there's a divisional game and the divisional team sweeps, they win like seventy two percent of the time. Um, the whole like the third game is the toughest is a complete myth. 
uh, if you go back and look in, in playoff history. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like Saints uh, in, in this game considerably. See, here's where I'm torn, and I think this is where the Bucks kind of get uh, their leg up. Uh, Coach Payton was a fucking dumbass uh, during the game. A, it's playoffs, man. You can't, cannot, cannot be pulling out Drew Brees every other series to try and throw some gimmicks. And, uh, you know, like me and Derek were talking when, you know, Drew Brees at the end of the game when it's, you know, out of reach, have him dive over the pile. He's got broken ribs still. They're still healing. He takes a shot to the back of the head. What, what, what are you thinking? You're going to bring in Taysom Hill for that. Too, though. It's fucking Jared Goff sticking his, his, pins a chair to stick his pins into the end zone like what the fuck yeah ah uh, man um but I've, breeze's health is gonna you know we're gonna find out how how solid those ribs have recovered because the bucks are gonna come after him um th- this is gonna be i think this one's gonna be kind of different than both of the games obviously uh, opening day was a uh, somewhat of a shootout uh second game was a blowout by the saints uh guys we're gonna be looking at something in the this is going to be, I think, a lower scoring game. We're going to be in like the twenty three twenty type of range. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be low, and there's gonna be a lot of talk about the, uh, obviously, the historical implications of the game. Saints and the under. Yeah, I, I, I can't help but think the Saints were holding something back against the Bears, man. Um, so if I had to look at these, you know, the Bucks got smashed in both those matchups against the Saints this year. Um, but trying to apply conventional stats like Brandon was to Tom Brady, it, it simply doesn't work. The guy's a freak of nature. Um, when, if you punch him in the mouth in the regular season, he's probably going to punch you even way harder in the playoffs. So that's a big factor, but I, I almost feel like the Saints were holding back on purpose against the Bears, and they're just going to unleash everything they got because I, I think they view, view the Bucks as their biggest threat in these playoffs, and uh, I, I just I can't help but think the Saints match up so well against teams like the Packers, teams like the Rams. Um, the Bucks they got the firepower to do it against this defense, but, man, that fucking defense is good. A is, defense is, is better Hill than ever. Healthy? What? Is Hill healthy? Because I know he took a big shot. Um, I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure. I, honestly, yeah. the less they use Hill, the better at quarterback especially. The the only thing I'm bummed about um, as of right now, looking at the divisional round, is uh, the Bucks obviously emailed me to uh, make a deposit for uh, playoff possible playoff tickets, which I didn't. But now it's like, man, I think the Rams could still go in and beat Green Bay, and Tampa could obviously go beat New Orleans. I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Wouldn't that be if the Bucks host if they host the NFC Championship and I'm not, I don't have tickets for it, dude? That would be. Absolutely insane uh, for Tom Brady to end up with a fifth seed and still host the NFC Championship. Like that'd be so Brady. Something blessed about that guy, uh, or maybe not blessed. I can't help but think he made some sort of pact with Satan. He just keeps fucking <laughs> doing it, dude. Three hundred eighty yards in the playoffs. Like what the fuck? And everyone was doubting him too. Like oh, but he never has to play on the road. Don't fucking no, no, doubt no, that no. guy. Now I'm just like assuming that it's going to be obviously Tampa and KC for the Super Bowl, and then all the memes are going to come up like, "Hey, you missing your guy, Steelers? Oh, they're both in the Super Bowl. Where are you at?" You don't need to worry about that, man. Saints are going to take care of business this week. I, I yes, I, they are. I, I, but I, I can't help but think that the Bucks do have. They, they're all obviously they have a chance, but you never fucking know with Brady. So I'm so worried about the betting. I mean, Vegas obviously thinks it's going to be close. It's a three point mm-hmm. game. So um, that game and the just, home team normally gets three points. Now who knows what that means in a COVID year? But yep. Yeah. But we'll see. It's got to be Alvin Kamara on that Saints offense, and the Saints defense just has to do what it did to Brady both times it played him. But we'll see, man. We'll see. 
But all right, guys, um, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. We we, we did we did pretty much all NFL. I think we were planning on touching some other stuff, but uh, any uh, closing thoughts? What, we just lost uh, one of the best college football seasons of all time, despite despite COVID. Alabama is an absolute uh, machine. Uh, Saban is uh, just le- breaking records left and right. That was an awesome, awesome experience for for those guys. And and the college season pulled it off. Uh, I think I think overall, I think they probably like to change a few things. Uh, but overall, I was happy that we got to see a full college football season. What an awful national championship, though. Holy shit. I mean, Sermon went down early, and then it, it was just right when that happened. He's just like, they have no fucking chance. Um, yeah. Weirdly enough, though, in a loss, still love Justin Fields. Um, that guy's going to be so fucking good in the NFL. He makes these uh, really precise sideline throws that I was really impressed that Burrow made last year. I love Justin Fields even more in that loss. I mean, that's a lot to thrust on that guy. Um, and yeah, Bama's offense this might be the best offense of all time. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's what scouts. I mean, there are a lot of you know, guys that evaluate quarterbacks say that that's like the kingmaker. If you, you if you can really throw that deep out accurately and on time, like that's what you how you determine a good quarterback. And Fields is crushing them. Sure. All right, guys. From all of us here at the Sports Memory Podcast, we meant to do more sports, but as always, we always do the NFL. So see ya. Thanks for watching. <laughs>